This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's going on, guys? My name is Hussein, and uh, I'm making this video because some of you have asked me uh, they, they are recent graduates or they are just getting into software engineering and people are interested to learn and become a back-end engineer or just to be a better engineer in general. And uh, you guys have asked me of some sort of a path to, to become a back-end engineer. What do I need? What do someone need to actually become a back-end engineer? What kind of skills uh, do, do, you, do, do a back-end engineer actually possess? And uh, it's, it's interesting, the word skills here, because I'm not going to talk about tools, guys, because uh, we're not going to discuss uh, tools or actual applications that you need to know. Instead, we're going to discuss fundamentals and concepts that you need to understand in order, in order to actually become a backend engineer or better backend engineer. All right, so in this video, I'm not going to discuss tools. I'm going to discuss concepts and fundamentals. And so... That means I'm not going to talk about Django or Node.js. I'm going to talk about web frameworks. I'm not going to talk about Apache Kafka or RabbitMQ. I'm going to talk about messaging systems. I'm not going to talk about Apache Cassandra or Postgres. I'm going to talk about database engineering and NoSQL databases and, and relational databases and, and so on. And as we discuss these concepts or or skills or fundamentals i want you to understand that no one is actually knows all that stuff there is no back engineer who is an expert in all all of these skills there might be an engineer or might be exist that know so one thing of everything but you're either a jack of all trades master of none or you're actually a master of a vertical that you pick and you become really, really good at. And this is what I want to communicate to you guys, right? You can taste all these fundamentals, but while you're tasting this thing, you will find yourself automatically gravitated towards one or more. And this is where you and no one else can tell you to actually go deep into whatever you like, okay? You might be interested in databases. So you go into database engineering and you might go even deeper than that, right? Goes like, oh, I want I want to be an expert of NoSQL, high scalable uh, and transactional uh, engine, database engineering, So which, which is very niche, right? So this is what I'm going to discuss in this video. So if you're interested, stay tuned. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Hussein, and in this channel, we discuss all sorts of software engineering, by example. So if you want to become a better software engineer, consider subscribing and hit that bell icon so you get notified every time 
I upload a new video and I specialize in the backend. If you're interested, stay tuned. All right, so the first skill that I want to discuss here is the communication protocols. As a backend engineer, it is, it is good to understand these communication protocols. And when I say communication protocols, I'm talking from the low-level protocols, TCP and UDP. You can go lower than that, but you're kind of going into the networking aspect. You're becoming a network engineer, but that's, and that's okay as well. But the lowest you can, in my opinion, again, all of this stuff is all my opinion and all my personal opinion. And uh, the lowest you can get is TCP and UDP. And this is very important to understand. What happens during a TCP? What happened during UDP? Why is UDP connectionless versus why is TCP is a connectionful, right? And then, and what? why is TCP slow and why is it slow, right? Because we hear that, oh, TCP has a slow startup. You need to understand these concepts, right? It's like, oh, yeah, TCP is slow, but why, right? And because you understand why, you make great decisions, because you understand these small, small, small things, right? Collateral knowledge is all about collateral knowledge. Here. And then understand a little bit of a higher concept, such as HTTP, right? How HTTP works? Well, HTTP works on top of a TCP. And this is obviously a little bit changing these days with HTTP 3 and Quick, but just understand the fundamentals, right? HTTP protocol, what is it exactly? Right? And, and uh, as I discuss these things, I'm trying, I'll try to reference videos that I have made for you to actually go and, and explore more. I made videos about TCP, UDP. I made a video about HTTP 1, 2. I'm, I'm making video about 3 as well as we speak. And just, just understand these protocols and communication protocols. It's very, very critical to understand as a back engineer because you will get into a situation where you're building an API and, and your application is slow, okay? And you need to answer this question. Why opening 700 TCP connections maybe as a bad idea? You're, you're writing code that creates a loop and, and, and does something. But if you don't understand that it's actually creating and closing a TCP connection, right? You don't understand why it's slow. That's why communication protocol is very interesting and, and it's good to understand, especially the HTTP, right? If you're going to the higher level, closer to a front-end engineer, it's it at least understand how HTTP works. And that's, that's very interesting to know. HTTP 1 and HTTP 2, what happened exactly? What are our problems with HTTP 1 and why did we focus on HTTP 2, right? And as I explain these things, guys, you might not be interested in this kind of skills. That's why you have to jump into something else. But at least taste it. Learn about it. Read about it. Watch some videos about it. And if you're really interested in it, dive deep into it. If not, then jump into the next thing. If you know, if you find and none of this stuff is interesting to you, maybe you don't like backend engineer, and you might be, you might actually uh, find yourself more productive and more efficient as a front end engineer, right? It's just and there's this, this is a completely the front end engineer is a is a beast by itself, right? And I recommend f following people like Ben Awad and and Traversy Media and DevWeb Simplified, people who actually just do stuff every day about web uh, front end, right? 
Another communication protocol is, is WebSockets, for example, right? bidirectional. Why would I use bidirectional communication? Why would I use WebSockets, right? Well, I'm, I'm building a chatting application and I want my chatting application to work on uh, agnostically on my old devices, on a browser, right? Or I'm building a game. I need bidirectional communication. And what is bidirectional communication? All these kind of small things. Again, again, because I'm not going to dive, dive deep into the details as I speak, right? Uh, Ask me questions if you're interested. I'm going to guide you as we speak, okay? GRPC. What is GRPC? Another communication protocol. It was invented for a reason. Anything that you see here is invented for a reason because of a limitation of a previous uh, protocol, okay? So GRPC is another thing, communication protocol. All right, so that, that's the first thing, communication protocols in general. Any communication protocol that you can't, you, that you're actually interested in and and you can go deep into this and write RFCs yourself to that level, become an expert in that, right? And uh, yeah, it's just uh, breadth versus depth, right? So, okay, that's the first thing, communication protocols. I think it's very, uh, it's very critical uh, skill of a backend engineer. Web servers. Web servers are, again especially because we're dealing a lot with this could be this this section could be labeled as just servers if you think about it but i added the word web because web servers are becoming more and more critical as we speak and as we get into this the 2020s right because web servers are their own they have their own protocol obviously there are the http that kind of reinforces the ability of the http and uh, web servers the ability to serve content, just that job, okay? Serving content, whether this content is static or, and you get into the ideas of caching and all that stuff, or whether this content is dynamic and you're dynamically generating it. Is your web server supports uh, each side includes and an edge web server, there's the ideas of edge web servers and you can go deep into the types of web servers that are there, okay? And the ideas of how web servers deal with e-tags and e-tags generation and making sure the caching mechanism of the client is actually correct. The web server implementation threading, right? How many threads does a web server have? Is it a single threaded that is non-blocking like Node.js? Or is it multi-threaded like a Apache Tomcat or Apache uh, the Apache web server, right? Just There are a lot of implementation and decisions that there is, there is no right way of doing things. There is always a, a problem and you're trying to solve it, okay? So web server, every single website that you consume is hosted by web server. There are web servers that are doing multiple jobs like Nginx, it's act like both as a web server and also as a proxy, right? And is this a good thing or a bad thing? It's really up to you. That comes back to the HTTP protocol and how how good are you to understand this protocol so you can maybe build your own web server one day. Yeah, and that solves that solves a specific problem. So that's a back engineer. You need to deal with web servers and deal with servers and learn with them. My favorite part: database engineering. So database engineering is 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 so deep, guys, and. You can just take a career, not just about database engineering, even database engineering, it is it is so high level, right? 
Because not talking about backend engineering is high level. Database engineering is also high level because you can you can become an expert in uh, in, in log structured merge tree uh, indexes that are text based. You can go as deep as niche as that and become a backend engineer that is just the guy or the gal that people goes to for lsm index text uh, search you can you can you can do that right you can be that or right you can you can just taste that field are you interested in relational databases okay and if you're if you want to learn database engineering i think every backend engineer should understand acid atomicity consistency isolation and durability and that you can take you can take uh, doctorate just talking about all these four properties they are so complex you can just be an expert in isolation just pick isolation database isolation and become an expert in it and just learn stuff and i keep saying expert guys and i don't believe anyone can actually become an expert (laughs) because if you think yourself as an expert i don't think you know enough because because the moment you say I am an expert, that means you think that you know everything. And if you know everything, that ego is killing you, right? And that means there is no room to grow. That's why I never call myself an expert, okay? And never will. But let other people call you an expert in a certain way, but never call yourself. That's just my opinion. So relational databases, acid properties, no SQL, right? People found problems with scalability and uh, relational, so they moved to NoSQL. They said, "Okay, hey, we want, uh, we want, we don't want this very strict, rigid atomicity. We can give up some of these properties and in favor of scalability. I want to scale. Okay, even scalability is it's it's a huge thing with backend engineering, right? Proxies, guys, Uh, and personally, this is my favorite Uh, from tasting backend engineering for the past fifteen years." I find myself leaning towards proxies because proxies is, I think, is going to just blow up in the coming future because with with the introduction of microservices, which isn't just an architecture, proxies became more and more important. And when I say a proxy, I'm talking about a proxy and I'm talking about reverse proxies. And when I say reverse proxy, I'm talking about caching layers. I'm talking about load balancers. I'm talking about... All of that stuff that actually TLS termination, anything that actually make a request on behalf of a client or anything that receives a request and makes a request to other servers that hides the identity of the original client or hide the identity of the original, uh, the destination server. Reverse proxy, proxies. What is the difference between the proxy and reverse proxy? We discussed a lot of uh, videos regarding this topic, right? Uh, layer 7 proxying, layer 4 proxying, layer 3 proxying, which is still I'm not, I don't totally understand, but I'm trying to, right? Layer 4 proxying, layer 7 proxying, why would do, do we have two levels of proxies and what can you get at each layer? You can dive deep into each one of this and become also, again, quote-unquote expert of this, right? Reverse proxy applications, load balancing algorithms, and all of that stuff. Just the ideas of proxies. 
okay service meshes service meshes are so popular these days man because because of the microservices and what are service meshes they are nothing but a proxy and a reverse proxy so proxies are just becoming more and more and more popular every day maybe you're gonna like it taste it see if you like it as a backend engineer if you don't move on caching caching layers are so critical in every every stack whether backend or frontend right caching layers their varnish understand reverse proxies are by inherently caching layers because or proxies just are caching layers right i want to understand when to use caching and and databases that are designed for caching like in memory caches right stateful versus stateless caching all these kind of things caching is also very important you can become an expert also in caching just specific just designed to be caching expert okay and caching is one of the hardest problem in computer science cache eviction in general are you interested in that this will really 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 uh, be very uh, very valuable for you messaging systems right messaging system are becoming more uh, important as we move towards an interconnected system there is no more a client as a user connect to one system there are systems connect communicating with each other and to do that you need some sort of a messaging system to kind of coordinate this thing okay there are two many types of this just partial types is queue the idea of a simple elegant queue rabbit MQ plays many things i'm not a fan <laughs> but just Pick a software that actually does just a queue. Zero MQ, I believe, just just a queue, right? But again, no shade, right? RabbitMQ does many things, right? And and the moment you have a software that does many things, the software becomes more complicated, as you guys know, and it becomes really hard to debug. It becomes you'll start having bugs, and understanding the abstraction becomes really hard, right? Kafka is another system, right? It acts like a queue, but is first it is a pub subsystem, a publish subscribe system. That, that's all of these things. These are the concepts and fundamentals that back engineers should understand. Not Kafka, not RabbitMQ, not ZeroMQ. These are tools. These are applications. Understand how the messaging system actually just what is a messaging system? Understand that, right? Why did we build it? Right? There's always a reason for anything. If you find something without a reason toss it immediately or ask try to ask for why does it exist okay everything in software engineering there is a reason behind it okay usually it's a good reason web api web frameworks one of the most popular things node.js django right express all of that stuff are web frameworks that are designed to build web APIs, whether this is uh, gRPC or REST APIs, right? REST API is also an architecture, right? That's kind of falls within the framework and, and the protocols, right? The architecture, okay? All of that stuff, guys, kind of fall within, within this concept of uh, uh, frameworks, right? Just understand what, what is a web framework. Very close to a web server, but it actually... 
it actually more dynamic. It allows you to write code, right? Web servers usually serve static or dynamic code, right? Dynamic web servers and frameworks can give you unlock many, many potential use cases. Message formats, right? This is another kind of uh, skill that it's good for you to know, right? It's, good, it's just a concept and fundamentals, right? There are protocol buffers. There's the message format, the original one, XML, then came in because it's human readable. People designed it so it's human readable. Then people realize, oh, dang, <laughs> computers are really not good dealing with XML, which is human readable. So might as well just make it a little bit smaller. JSON was born, right? And then JSON was born, then protocol buff. JSON was very, very popular, obviously. Still human readable, but it's also a little bit friendlier, right? JavaScript became very popular, obviously. Languages, right, in general. And then message formats, right? Protocol buffers that was designed to solve the problem of high bandwidth messages that are getting sent okay let's do a protocol buffer that actually minimizes that uh, payload so we can essentially send fewer bytes as, as possible so that's essentially message formats very very interesting topic you can also become an expert about just messaging format you can go the, the go-to guy about protocol buffer version three right and just the things they can tweak there Security, and finally, security, guys. Security is also one of the topics that I find very, very, very interesting. And I, 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 I see myself between diving, kind of, kind of uh, going deep into security and proxies. I like both of those, right? And, and it depends on, on you. I, I might have missed some fundamentals as well, guys. But these are the things that I think kind of govern most of the stuff, right? Security, especially encryption in general, right? TLS, t uh, transport layer security between uh, messaging and networking, right? How do you communicate between one node and the other node so that the communication is secure, so that you stop man-in-the-middle attacks, so that you stop reply attacks? How do you make things secure in general? How do you save your your uh, database credentials so it's not uh, leaked, for example, right? Firewalls kind of deals into security. What ports do you want to open? What ports you should close, right? Denial of service attacks, right? What type of denial service attacks? Uh, SNI, server name indication security. There's, there are so much attacks. You can become an expert, as you might know, guys, in just security. And you can just pick web security or be more general network security right again guys that's that's all for me today but what i want to tell you is just try to just stay as a, as a fresh graduate if you're just into software engineering and you want to you're interested in back-end engineering taste these different things taste them learn about them see what you're interested in ask questions ask me in the comment section below i try to reply and i'm comments are increasing increasing day by day as as the channel becoming more popular thank you so much guys but ask questions why this why is it like this why is it not like this right form your own opinion have strong opinions try to defend your own opinion 
build something cool experiment with things languages don't matter you can pick any language that you feel connection with i started with you can laugh visual basic five and i love it people make fun of this language all the time but guess what i don't care that language got me where I, where I am today. I built thousands of applications. Well, this is a, maybe an exaggeration. Maybe in the in the hundreds, but hundreds of applications just with Visual Basic, right? Visual Basic five, and then Visual Basic .dot net, and then I moved to C sharp, and then I moved to PHP on the web. I moved to JavaScript, and now I'm in love with this JavaScript. Why? Because that's the only language that I can open a browser in any computer and i can write code in without installing a single software give me any language that does that none okay none any computer any operating system open a browser and you can write javascript code right there that's the only that's one of the reasons i love javascript i can i can just it's everywhere right it becomes literally everywhere that's just an opinion python is a great language Pick any language that you're comfortable with. Go. A lot of people use Go for the backend. Again, Rust is also popular, right? Very C-like, right? But yeah, pick any language. Any fundamental that you learn can be applied with any language. There is some languages that are preferred for the backend, like C, right? And you're going to pick it when you understand what you're building, right? That's, that's, the, that's what you need to know. Taste these different things, taste these different fundamentals, and if you like any of them, start diving deep into into each of one of them. Go depth, go deep into one of them that you're actually interested in. Or maybe you want to become a full stack engineer, okay? Again, you, you can become a full stack engineer, but don't ex expect to be an expert, obviously, right? Because if you're a full stack engineer, you know the front end and you know the back end, Oh, definitely that's not wrong right but people will not hire you if they want a database expert or they want someone to configure their uh, they want to rewrite they want to write a new database that uses a special version of b trees that are actually optimized for writes they're not going to hire a full stack engineer they're going to hire a back-end engineer specialized in databases right you might be you might be okay with that you might be okay with working on the front end and the back end nothing wrong with that i'm just saying that if you want to become really known for something pick one thing dive deep into it okay all right guys hope you enjoyed this video i hope it is useful for you guys uh i'm gonna see you in the next one write down what do you want to learn next what do you want me to make next and check out the videos in the channel and i really appreciate you thank you so much stay safe in this uh, current situation that we are in i hope it goes away hopefully soon just stay safe guys uh and uh gonna see you in the next one you guys stay awesome